Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Monday morning, Three Dudes with a View. It's a beautiful spring morning, and um, it looks like it's going to be a, a gorgeous week, folks. So enjoy it. It's spring, but all of a sudden, it just happens so fast. All of a sudden, the trees have leaves. Just boom. You know, you, you just overnight. There you go. It's spring. My name's Dude. Uh, my, name is Del- <laughs> my name is Del Kennedy. I am Dude number three. Uh, Clayton Harris has parked the bus and is in the studio. Good morning, Clayton. Um, good morning, Joe. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, crew. I, I bet you've got golf on your mind, Mr. York. I sure do. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Regular special guest dude on Monday's Carrie Powers, how are you? Excellent. Happy Monday. All right, and uh, as as usual during the le- legislative session and perhaps beyond, uh, we've got uh, Representative Scott Specky here with us this morning. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. All right, folks, the madness loose in the world um, is amazing, and the histrionics of the left and the libs is still just amazing. Uh, they got all mad at scott last week for just having a discussion with his fellow legislators about the um, the merits or lack of merit of of uh what it noella bill no the expulsion i think is what it was well you know that's what our legislators legislators are supposed to do is talk to each other and try to arrive at a consensus folks now in this case i didn't agree with their consensus but i certainly agree with them talking to each other try to figure out what the best thing to do is that's that's really all you can't agree with a representative all the time all you can do is ask that they give their consideration their careful consideration to uh, everything that comes before them and try to do what's best for their districts. I mean, that's that's really all you can ask, you know. And, but, Delk, there's another story to that. There's right, another York, story to it? it. The thing is, when you have leaders that try to have an autopsy and then they decide to to badger one member because he took a direction different from their cabal and then the leader... Uh, of our county tells someone do the right thing even though you think it's wrong you know I taught leadership across this country and in Canada and I taught young men mainly Caucasians and I never told them in a leadership training session to do what's wrong it's all about doing the right thing all the time and if we got leadership in Nashville that can't do the right thing, that band together as a mob to do what's wrong, in which they did, and then we have representatives, that's not leadership. That's just following like a lemon. And we want people in office, whether you're Democrat or Republican, that has leadership abilities, leadership quality, integrity, and morality. That's what we look for in individuals if they're going to represent us. 
And whether you represent Democrats or whether you represent Republicans, that's what this county and this state needs. And if you band together with people in Nashville just to get recognized, just to get promoted in that band of parties, understand that the worm turns. One day you'll be on the same end as what you did. All right, Mr. York, I hear you, uh, and it just so. But you're you're talking you're talking about style points, Mr. York, and I I agree with you in result only that I I was opposed to expulsion. But what these legislators did, you know, I, I've followed one of the you know little maxims in my life that I follow uh, all the time is, and here you're talking about where Scott is alleged to have said that you know sometimes you got to do the right thing even if it's wrong. Well, and, well, and the, well, hold on, down. Alleged hold, to have said that. Hold, hold on. No, it, it was said. It was said. But here's the problem. And, and Mr. York, I don't. I don't fault you because y- you were not there. You were not. You know that ten minute leak was part of an hour and forty five minute discussion amongst the members. And so I, I don't fault you for what you said. You, you don't understand the context of what of what I said. And let me let me briefly explain to you the context. At the time when I said that about you have to do the right thing, even though you think it's wrong, what you're glossing over is the point that the representative was making is he went in there agreeing that she had broke the rules. And we're talking about Representative Johnson. But he had some issues with the resolution. And one thing that that isn't clear in this is... The discussion we were having with with that and the statements that were made were in regard to the representative saying, yes, he believed it was right for her to be expelled because she broke the rules. But the resolution that he was reading, she didn't do everything in the resolution. And that was the point that I was trying to make. Now, now, hold on, Mr. York. I listen to you. Now, you got to listen to me. You got to listen to me. Okay. And then we'll go Go back. We'll go back and forth and have a conversation here. The point I was making was you knew what the right thing to do was because you told everybody what the right thing to do was. But you got hung up on some lawyer legalese on a resolution that was written in a way that, yes, maybe she didn't do everything in a resolution, but he admitted that she broke the rule and he was going to vote yes to expel her. And my comment was... You knew the right thing to do, and and you got to do the right thing, Mr. York, even if it, the resolution, was wrong. Now, I've never told anybody that you have to do, if you believe something's wrong, you have to do the right thing. What I said was, you believe the right thing to do. Now, all this has been edited out. You believed the right thing to do was to expel her because she broke the rules, but you got hung up on the piece of paper. And that's the problem that a lot of us are having with this leak, is it's been highly edited to make people look bad. Well, I don't think it makes you look bad. Well, and, and that's it, it my... makes you look bad. It makes you look real uh, without leadership. When you're badgering one employee, uh, one not employee, but one colleague, because he looked at the circumstances, and then he... At the last moment, he changed his mind. That's a credible person to change his mind. Well, Mr. Young, you know, and, and, and the rest the of you the all change your mind, the, and you wind up eating crow anyway. The well, theme of the theme of my 
thoughts this morning as we open this show is that all I looked at all weekend is the loony left. And this is just another example of the histrionics of the loony left making so much out of an absolutely trivial remark and and legislators having a conversation about a bill. Now, you know, BR549 used to have uh, a, a song called do something even if it's wrong you know i have been at many points in my life where i'm sitting there you know sort of paralyzed going okay del do something even if it's wrong make a decision and go with it and so you know this is this is just this is the histrionics of the loony left over something that is absolutely trivial and to be expected in the normal course of legislative business. You know, and look at what else is happening around the country. Look look every, at this. Every look legislature is under the microscope, Del. Every legislature. B- BLM and what they, do, and what they say makes a difference in this state. It, BLM it and Antifa are coming to Nashville today. You know, Lord help us. But listen to this. Washington State. <clears throat> Now, we're not talking about Washington, D.C., the state of Washington, out there with Tacoma, Seattle, whatever, has actually passed into law a bill allowing children to be legally taken from their parents if their parents don't consent to their gender transition. That is what would be happening in Tennessee today if we had a Democratic majority. This is the loony left and this conversation, this this focus, this grip that the loony left has got on this trivial conversation while some very important legislative business is being done is just another example of the loony left. Let's trivia is not expelling two members, Del. That's not that's not trivia. If it was if if Scott Sapickney was expelled, you'd be raising holy hell in this community. Well no, Mr. York, but, if I, if I broke but, if I broke the rules, I broke the rules. I'm saying if you I don't care what you did, if you got expelled for whatever you did Delk would be raising holy hell in this community. Well, he'd that's pro- what I'm he'd, saying. He'd probably be everything you do is under a microscope, Scott, and mm-hmm. and you need to be respectful for the people that you represent, whether it's Democrats or Republicans. Well, Mr. York, I think I'm one of the more respected members in the General Assembly because my yeses are yeses and my noes are noes. And the people of this district, they know exactly how I'm going to vote when legislation comes up. And the reason why I know that, Mr. York, is because when tough legislation comes about, I don't get many phone calls from the district because they understand exactly who I am and who they elected. And they understand that the votes I'm going to take up there. That's my job. Or either they understand that they can't talk to you because you're not reasonable. Well, Mr. York, I I talk to you every Monday. Yeah, you're on a show. You're, you know, you came in my district campaign and mm-hmm. drove right past me, didn't stop, didn't know. I guess you thought I was just wandering through the neighborhood. You didn't even stop to say, hey, vote Again, for me. Mr. York, I, I, I'm sorry. What you're doing is just digging your own hole. I mean, I, the minute the minute this kind of stuff comes from the left, my ears just shut. You know, I know now, your ears just shut. That's the way you are, Del, because well, you don't want to believe the truth. York, the truth is that we don't have quality representatives in the state as, of Tennessee as, nowhere. As I've said repeatedly on this show, I was opposed to the expulsion, but this kind of talk about trivial junk that has absolutely no meaning whatsoever makes me I almost damn near change my mind and thank Scott for his expulsion vote. You know, this is, I don't want to be in the same bed with this lunatic type talk. And, and, and it does your party no good and it does, it does not advance the question of whether or not 
these members should have been expelled. I, I've got a other. question. It doesn't, it doesn't help us understand it or make up our minds about it. My thing is not about the expulsion. It's about them badgering their own colleagues to do what they wanted to do, which was wrong. Newsflash, go to any cloakroom in the country right now. Well, now, hold on, hold on, Mr. York. That's There was no badgering. We asked, and we have a right to ask, when you tell people, I'm a yes vote, and then you don't talk to anybody and you change your vote to a no, you owe an explanation to the people in your caucus of what happened. Because maybe maybe I missed something, Mr. York. Maybe you, you heard a nugget of information that I missed. He explained to you that he didn't, he didn't think the resolution was proper. He explained to all of you all, and you you all still badgered him. Did you hear what I said? To him? Oh, hold on, hold on, Dell. Okay. D- did you hear what I said to him in that in that in that conversation I had, Mr. York? You heard what yeah, I said. I heard what you said. What I say? It was loud and clear. What you I know, say, you Mr. Went York? On talk about your your dad was in World no, War Two and all York. that. My dad was in World War Two too, and he got wounded twice over there. Yeah, you Mr. Know? Mr. So, York, so, I asked you a que- I asked you a direct question. Did you hear what I said to Mr. Barrett about his concerns about the resolution? It, it was in the audio. Yeah, I heard what you said. What what I but said? But that still doesn't qualify what did I say, you to Mr. badger York? him. What did I say, you, Mr. You York? said he should have spoke up, and he asked an opportunity to speak up and was never recognized. No, that's either. not, Mr. York. Now, come on now. What I said, Mr. York, was... Mr. Barrett, if you you had four days to look at that resolution, and if you didn't like the resolution, you could have amended the resolution as a right of any representative in the General Assembly. Mr. Barrett chose not to amend the resolution, which means he was telling leadership he was fine with the leader. He was fine with it. And then he told leadership that he was going to vote yes. And then sometime during that discussion, he changed his mind. Now he has and, a right. And that's okay. And he person has, can change their mind if right. they want to. He has a right to be able to change his mind. But when you tell leadership because they're counting votes, when you tell leadership that you're a yes and you flip your vote to a no, you owe it out of respect for the caucus to go to the leadership and say, "Hey, I'm changing my vote." And he never did that. And that's what we were questioning on is why didn't you have the integrity to go to the caucus leadership and say, hey, I'm a no vote. And then the caucus could say, okay, why? What, what is wrong? What did you hear? It sounds like all he wanted to do, Mr. York, was be able to ask some questions. But when the question is, anyway, that's what was said, Mr. York. Now, the left is trying to spin this thing out of control where it was, it was a, a, Pretty much it was a civil discussion between all of us that lasted an hour and 45 minutes, and all you're basing your opinions off of is a 10-minute leak. Now, so it's I'm not just, a serious statement that you made. You were ready to leave the state, right? All right. Well, it's, it's time. Right? This is just the, the uh, Miss York, you the it is what the, it is. the example of it the loony left, and all all that was happening here is Scott and these other legislators were doing their job. They were talking to each other about the merits or lack of merit of this particular vote. That's what we pay them to do. That's what they were elected to do. And it does nothing to go into this kind of lunacy to help anybody understand whether or to form a better opinion as to whether or not the expulsion was appropriate or not. It's just left-wing lunacy. Let's Do take a break. Right, even though it's wrong. Hey, if, if, if you want to comment on this, shoot us a text at 931-626-3131, and we'll read it on the air.
So 931-626-3131. All right, we'll be back. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone. He's going to let us know everything that's going on at Foodland. Miles, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Well, it's another week, so I know you got some more great specials for all the good folks out there. Oh, yeah. The ad that runs all week has whole New York strips for $5.99 a pound, assorted pork chops for $1.59 a pound, fresh corn on the cob, four for $1.99, and Niagara drinking water 24-pack, three for 10. Wow, great deals. And, of course, as always, you are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., and you're located right there on West 7th, right near the post office. So, Miles, I appreciate you every week, buddy, and uh, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson from Foodland, and again, check out all those great bargains you can get there. And again, they're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. The sun is rising, most definitely, a new day is coming, Alright folks, again the loony left uh, has, their lunacy knows no bounds and they, they don't deserve they they deserve as much uh, attention as they deserve, which is none. It's just lunacy. I mean, look at this. When did you hear this in the mainstream? You know, right now, the number one domestic agenda of the Democratic Party and the Biden administration in this country is transvestitism. Now, who ran on that? Do you hear about anybody heard? Anybody heard of transvestites anymore? Than, except maybe here in passing about Caitlyn Jenner, Jenner in the before the last election, and now it's the centerpiece of our of um, Democratic uh, initiative. It's the primary, the center of the Democrats' domestic agenda, the Biden administration's domestic agenda. Let me tell you what's coming next, and you mark my words. You're going to say, "Oh, this is crazy. It'll never happen." Uh, you never heard about it in the mainstream media. Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote an article some years ago where she argued that the age of consent should be 12. Uh, folks, that's what's coming next. Uh, minor attracted persons uh, are going to be thrust to the centerpiece uh, to legalize uh, molestation of minors, sexual molestation of minors by adults. That'll be next. Didn't Tennessee just change its age? It used to be something like 14. Uh, they recently changed the age to 16, I think. Well, it, it's 18 now in Tennessee, I think. I think in other well, states it de- it's different. It depends on... Are, are you talking about marriage, Mr. York? Yeah. I think, guys, I do think it's 16, but with parental consent. Yes. Now, yeah, with yeah. parental consent. Parental well, consent. Yes. I'm right. just talking about a sexual relationship and, and the... 
lowering the age of consent to 12, you know, a 12-year-old yeah. can consent to sex with a 35-year-old man? No. That, that would be 18 in Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. That'd be 18. Right. And there's a statutory right provision in Tennessee. Correct. And, and yeah, I mean, a 12-year-old can can theoretically, well, some, I imagine some 12-year-olds do uh, have sex with 13-year-olds. And that's legal, but not with somebody. Well, we got a representative that, you know, groomed a young girl in high school and ended up marrying her. You want to clarify that statement, Mr. Yeah. Who? Who? Up in Shelbyville, Arizona. Okay, well, please make sure you clarify that statement because you said a representative and I'm sitting here, so. Well, yeah, not not you. But, All right, uh, let's, go, let's go around the room. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Texts are rolling in, so if you want me to read a few off, we will. Well, all right, dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, world. And regular special guest dude on Monday, Carrie Powers. I'm going to say good morning. I'm struggling to believe it on this show. We got a little slinging going on. Yeah, we do. But, I mean, just all weekend long, you know, just the lunatic left. just And it's just over and over. Anyway. But reality I, is happening around you, Del, whether you believe it or not. Reality is happening think, around you. And, I think the word histrionic is very appropriate. And that. these people are definitely living in an alternate reality if they think it's uh, the right thing to do to allow they're, – they're classifying if – there's, in Washington State, they're saying if parents don't allow a 13-year-old to undergo permanent sex change uh, uh, operations, uh, you know, surgical removal of penis, mastectomy, that kind of thing, that that is actually child abuse, and the child can be taken a sta- sta- away by the state of Washington and be given those procedures without the consent of the parents. That, that doesn't affect you, Delt. So, yes, know, it does. We got a lot of things in Tennessee that affect you, but in Washington, you don't live in Washington. That tells me what the Democratic Party would be doing if they control this state right now. I have no doubt in my mind. The you know, I just turn. Hold on, I do. I do think um, that that affects everyone. Teenagers are not wise people. They are News not. Flash. Smart people. They make mistakes. They make erroneous judgments. So if that's the topic of the day, but we really feel like a lifelong decision should be made at 13 on something that significant, sorry, I've got teenagers much older than that that make stupid decisions. And yet a a state in this union, a, a state controlled for years by the Democratic Party, Democratic legislature, Democratic governor, has passed a bill uh, making it child abuse for parents not to allow these permanent sex change procedures. And but what that I'm not arguing about that. What that tells me though, and the, what what drives home to me is that if Justin Jones and his crew were a majority in this state right now, and we had a Democratic governor, that's what we'd be looking at in Tennessee. That is we'd exactly, have some gun laws. We'd have is, some reasonable that, gun laws. That's for sure. That's right. We'd have. We'd have no guns and permanently mutilated children. We'd have reasonable, reasonable gun laws. No guns and permanently mutilated children. That's what we'd have. The truth of it is that the number of girls... I don't know a Democrat around want to take the guns. I know of multiple girls who decided they were boys last year that are girls again this year at a high school 
that I frequent. So, you know, it just, teenagers are not ready to really right. make lifelong decisions well, on that. We've, we've put it off long enough, though. Let's get back to Representative Scott Specky, who's with us to talk about what is going on in the yeah, legislature. There are some big things that affect Murray County that are coming through right now. Uh, our appropriations budget is going to be heard today and tomorrow. Uh, we have asked, uh, myself and Senator Hensley have asked the, the General Assembly to appropriate uh, $250,000 to the Miracle League project here at the Murray County Park to finish that off so we could have a, a special needs baseball park out there for the kids and also a all-inclusive play, playground, which would be one of the first around in the region. We have a smaller one up in Spring Hill at the at the Port Royal Park. But we're looking for uh, that additional $250,000 to push them over the top so that they can start that project. They have it here right here in Murray County. Uh, Senator Hensley and I have been working very diligently with the members of the Finance Committee, and hopefully we can get that appropriation. If not, we'll ask for it again next year. Hey, can I ask, how much, did you say $250,000 to finish it off? Yes. Okay, can we shout out to how much that group has raised? Yeah, I think it's like $1.3 million or something Yeah, like grassroots. Let's shout out for a wonderful organization with tremendous support from mm-hmm. our community. This would be something yeah, that is an amazing, really project. good, really good for our community and for those kids. I saw a couple of them down in Florida when I was playing baseball, and to see the the, the joy on those kids' face of being able to go out and get to do something that other kids do, get to do, and plus those playgrounds where most of the playgrounds are set up where they just really can't take advantage of it, and to have those all inclusive playgrounds is very important for us. So we hopefully we can uh, sway those members to go ahead and, and put that into budget. The other thing we've passed is uh, the big in- infrastructure. Uh, 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 bill for the state of Tennessee. Murray County will be getting additional money for infrastructure to help on bridges, to help on roads, uh, to help uh, 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 Superintendent uh, uh, Bo to make sure he has enough money in the county commission to start to fix a lot of our, our aging infrastructure here in Murray County. And then uh, we're in the budget now. Uh, we will start to see the budget coming across our desk here. Rumor has it that they're going to try it. We think we're about two weeks away. But they think that if they get a commitment, if we get close on Thursday, they might hold us up there Friday and Saturday to finish the budget. Therefore, we don't have to come back next week and finish the budget out. Um, we're trying to. It's going to be a a book that'll hit my desk today. It's probably about four hundred pages long that I got to start to go through and see where all the money's being spent. And then also all of the bills that have fiscal notes that are behind the budget right now, waiting to be funded. Uh, We are having hearings tomorrow on bills that are going to be pulled out from behind. Uh, We have a couple education bills that are very important. The line worker program for Columbia State being a scholarship, that's behind the budget. We're hoping to get funding for that. We are hoping to get funding for the classroom materials for our teacher's bill. Uh, We're hoping that's going to come out. And then lastly, expanding dual enrollment for TCATs and community community colleges to sophomores, that they'll be able to take advantage of that too. So those are three bills that we'll be watching. And then the retention bill that I'm carrying for the chairman of education about the adjustments to the third grade retention bill, that will be heard on Wednesday. That will probably be on the House floor, hopefully, uh, next Monday for a final vote. Oh, wow. A lot going on. A lot going on still. Plus, there's other bills coming through. I mean, this we've got a <laughs> we've got an agenda tonight, folks. That I might be there till midnight. What's I mean, going on? It's, it's there's a lot of very controversial bills coming through, um, and they're all they're all on one uh, one of the one of the big ones we're working on is you know the governor passed that school safety resource bill right <laughs> that we, we are going to fund um, we are going to fund a uh, SRO in every private and public school in the state of Tennessee. There'll be money available. Wow. So um, the problem you have, though, is you got to find because an SRO is a deputy. 
it is a certified deputy of the sheriff. So we're going to have to find people, first of all, across the state of Tennessee that want to do this. Second of all, that we can get trained. Third, that we can get employed by the sheriff's department and make sure that we have these people in these schools. It's going to take us probably four to five years to, to get this done. So there's a bill on the House floor today that, that Representative Williams has been working on for the last three years about working with law enforcement, working with schools, working with uh, uh, school psychologists, trying to figure out a process. And it is a daunting process of if a teacher would like to go through training that they could, be, they could, they could carry a firearm and the school's concealed. And so we're, we're discussing that on the House floor today. There's like six or seven steps that an individual would have to go through. And plus, at the end of it, they can go through all the steps and if the sheriff and and the superintendent, they both have to agree. If they don't agree that this person is qualified to carry, even if they go through all the training mm-hmm. and certifications, they can still say no. So we're trying we're trying to do things that 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 give us better opportunity. And then on our school safety bill, that'll be back on the house floor today that we passed. Um, this is this this greatly affects Murray County. Uh, the Senate put an amendment on it that says any new construction on the ground on the first floor and ground and basement level must have bulletproof glass. Well, we're getting ready to build that high school up in Spring Hill. This bill would affect that architectural designs where now you'd have to have bulletproof glass on the first floor in the basement. Is that different from this uh, tape they talk about? Yes, it is. It is actually bulletproof glass. Okay, wow. bulletproof glass. Scott, you're talking about uh, arming teachers. Is mm-hmm. that not a problem in public schools to, to uh, having a possibility of having a shootout in schools? You all don't look at that? Like, uh, give me your scenario, Mr. York. How would that work? Well, you know, if someone comes in and the teacher's armed and they try to uh, stop the attacker, you know, there's a possibility kids running all over the place. Somebody's going to. More than the attacker's going to get hurt. It's, that's, a, that's definitely a possibility. That's why we're debating the bill, trying to figure out what kind of protections we can put in place. And one of the things that we said was they have to go through the same post-certification as our deputies do. So they're being trained like our deputies. Now, they're not going to get the repetitive and depth of our deputies, and that's where the sheriff comes in to say, hey, you know, I, no, you, you, even though you've gone through this, I don't think that, that, that we can let, let you carry or... Yes, you know, you've exhibited to me as a sheriff and to the superintendent that you, you're able to protect these kids. But, Mr. York, it doesn't matter in any situation if you are carrying and you and you pull your weapon, you're responsible for that bullet wherever it goes. And so there are legal consequences, yeah, I, too. But the whole I thing, just think that's dangerous. Uh, what about the red flag laws that the governor is proposing? Where, where, where is that bill at? Well, that's a great tease. Or has it been drawn yet? That, that's a great tease. I, I hear the music. Why don't we answer that question? You ask that question again, we come back, and I'll answer it for you. There we go. Let's let's come to the other side. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Let's talk about antique versus vintage jewelry. Did you know antique jewelry is over 100 years old and vintage is 50 to 100 years? Tillis Jewelry, located downtown Columbia, has a wonderful collection from Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian, and Art Deco. We select every piece for their timeless beauty. Stop by and select your favorite piece. Jewelry to last a lifetime. Remember, Tillis Jewelry, your antique and vintage jewelry store. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Vintage doesn't always mean long-lasting. As your home systems age, your repair costs, utility bills, and breakdowns rise. During Hiller's Vintage Showdown, we're giving away a free new system to the owner of the oldest HVAC unit. Submit a picture of your old equipment online to see if you qualify as the winner. Everybody wins with trade-in credits plus 0% financing for up to 48 months with approved credit on select new HVAC systems. Enter to win now at happyhiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. The NASCAR Xfinity Series. Under the green flag now, Justin Allgaier on the inside. Heads to Dega. This is a prime opportunity for Josh Berry, and he has risen to the occasion. Who will prevail down the Alabama Gang Superstretch? John Hunter Nemechek down to the inside of Chandler Smith off turn four. Chandler Smith has the momentum. It's the Ag Pro 300. 2.30 Saturday, April 22nd on WKOM 101.7 FM. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Chicago, <clears throat> Walmart, because of crime, uh, high crime, excessive crime, pervasive crime, is closing uh, 10 or 12 of its stores. And instead of uh, doing something about crime, the Democrats are blaming Walmart and wanting to hold Walmart accountable for it. Uh, yeah, the loony left. Del, I'm telling you, I saw some video this weekend from uh, an incident in Chicago with some teenagers. I couldn't believe what I saw. They literally, a guy literally just shoots and kills another teenager because uh, they were arguing over a pair of shoes they had just stolen out of a store. Another and, Saturday and, and li- night in literally Chicago. just shot the guy dead on the sidewalk and, and just turned around, grabbed his shoes, and walked away like it was nothing. And it was a teenager. Probably won't be prosecuted. Won't we be alarmed about what's going on in Antioch rather than thinking about Chicago? Oh, uh, there's not videos of this happening in Antioch like there is in Chicago. It's just unbelievable. And Walmart Walmart hadn't closed these stores in Antioch yet, and and the Tennessee Democrats aren't blaming Walmart instead of uh, the uh, accountability, instead of vigorous uh, law enforcement so that's you know those elements may get here they may not we'll see uh in, in other news though uh the secretary of transportation for the united states pete Buttigieg, a member of biden's cabinet said that auto accidents happen because of racism so there we go folks the, the loony left dude number two clayton harris how you doing man i'm doing well Doug. good morning everybody dude number one mr jim york how are you good morning Doug. you get all your news from a trash file don't you uh, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter mostly these days. That's where it's coming from. <laughs> All right. That's the problem. <laughs> well, uh, did Pete Buttigieg say it? Yes, he did. Del, uh, I Del, don't know. Delk, you know you get it from the, from uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. So that's where you get that information. Right, 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 right. Well, no, <laughs> they probably got it from Trump. <laughs> Regular special guest dude, Carrie Powell. Take a drink, boys. Take a Hello. drink. Hello. Happy Monday. And... Uh, with us uh, these Mondays these days during the legislative session, Representative Scott Specky. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I just want to clarify something I said. I, I, if I say it wrong, I'm going to say it again. So uh, it, it's not bulletproof. It is bullet resistant. It is it is bullet resistant okay. class. So uh, our new school, from what we hear or heard, yes, is going to have bullet resistant class and. Or it has to have the entry resistant film, like the like the ballistic tape. So the schools that are already built in Murray County, what they would have to have is the ballistic tape on, on, on all the glass to make sure right. it doesn't that, shatter. That can be re- retrofitted to existing that's correct. glass. That's correct. So that's fine. All right. Be like your windshield on your car instead of your back window in your vehicle. There you go. There you go. Mr. York, you had a question? Yeah. Uh, the governor proposed uh, some, some resistance to the opposition of passing red flag laws. So mm-hmm. uh, what is what do you think the legislature is going to do this year mm-hmm. on that piece on that piece of proposal that he's uh, 
proposing about red flag laws? Well, the first thing is, Mr. York, I do not I do not support a red flag law because that violates due process. What we are looking at is we already have a process in place. It's for the involuntary surrender of your rights. But what it does is a, a psychologist or something would make a case to a judge to say, and I'm just going to use Clayton as an example here, that Clayton said, hey, you know what, Judge, Clayton may be unstable here. He should not have firearms here. And the process we have right now is now Clayton would be notified of that and Clayton could come to the court and defend himself through due process and then the judge would make the decision of yes I'm going to uphold this order or no it's er- it, it, it's erroneous I think is the word is that the word Delk erroneous uh, an no, accusation I, whatever it is it, well just it's not well taken it's and, not uh, it's not it's not it hasn't been it hasn't been proved and the burden is going to be on the uh, right and so what we're looking at proof, Mr. York is proof is number one, look at that process, see how well it functions. Number two, make sure there's penalties for people who make false accusations. And number three, making sure that due process is included to every individual because you're talking about stripping away a constitutional right. And so we're, we're making sure that we're being very cautious with this to make sure that, no, we are not going to pass. I, I do not believe we will pass a red flag law because a red flag law viol- violates due process. It is ex parte. Is that what the word is? We're just I, one side is? I'm not sure the red flag law necessarily has to be that way, but uh, some of them are, I guess. Right, and, and, um, and so what we're going to make sure is <clears throat> if somebody makes an accusation against another individual in the state of Tennessee, that it is a due process where the court has to hear both sides of the story and then the court decides how to move forward and it has to be temporary yeah the, an ex ex an parte? parte could be you know the way i guess some of them work is you know you go in front of a magistrate correct and, and just one you know a police officer or whoever the the magistrate issues a temporary order uh taking away the firearms of the defendant and then in due course there would be a full hearing in an appropriate court, probably a circuit or a chancery court here uh, in Tennessee. But, uh, but to answer your question, Mr. York, we already have a process in Tennessee that's already already been established. What we're, what we're looking at is, does it function in, in real time? Is it something that takes seven, eight months to happen? Or when this gets initiated, is it expedited to make sure that we hear both sides very quickly? Um, and and moving forward with that, so I hope that answers your question. So the answer yeah. is you the the legislature will do nothing but review what you already got. That's the answer, right? Well, well no, I think what we're going to look at is is it working properly, and if it's working properly, then then fine. If it's not, then we will take steps to make sure it works more efficiently. Uh, sometimes there, these processes are bogged down in antiquated type filings, where maybe you could use technology to let the filings happen in a more quicker in real time back and forth. So that's one of the things that, and this is the criminal justice team that's working on this. That committee is looking at the process. They've already had the attorney general in to talk to them about it. They're having other attorneys come in. They're talking to psychologists on how this happens, how the referral happens. So it's not it's not just something very, very, very um, shallow that we're looking at. We're getting into depth here because anytime you start talking about taking away constitutional rights, you got to be very careful how you proceed with that. Yeah, hey, we, there, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gary. I'm sorry. Well, we back it up for people like me. Like, I had to Google what a red flag law was. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with this. So maybe for listeners out there oh, that I'm may sorry. not know what this is. Well, folks, and, and let me point out that, that there is no universal definition of a red flag law they can come in all sorts of shapes forms Mm -hmm. and colors Uh, there's a a zillion different ways to do it 
Well, in summary, on this topic, educate me, At the base level, it's a legal procedure by which firearms can be taken away from an individual and an individual can be prohibited from possessing a firearm. Now, how you get there, there's dozens, if not hundreds, of different ways to approach it, uh, you know, legally, and different procedures that can be set up. And, you know, what's But the goal is that firearms will be removed from someone that. At the end of the day, there is a legal procedure in court in some fashion where, at the end of the day, if the proof is well taken, if, if the person is shown to be a danger to himself or to others, then the firearm can be taken away and that person could theoretically be uh, prohibited for life from so, possessing so, a firearm. So some of the problems with the red flag law in, in some instances in some states is that somebody can make a complaint against you in front of a magistrate and that magistrate only hears one side of the story and then makes a judgment based off of one side of the story and then sends sends local law enforcement out to someone's house, unbeknownst to them, to say, we're here to take your weapons. See, that can get get abused. Right. That that can get abused. But that's one one form of it. That's one form of a red flag law. Can't we correct that in Tennessee? Can't we write something that corrects that in Tennessee? Well, Mr. Mr. York, we already have the process. It's already there is, in the is books. Is it being used? Yes, is it, it being used? It is. It is used. Yes, sir. I talked to some of our attorneys that have had some cases where it's they have had people taking their rights away to to have firearms, but it's gone through a court proceeding on both sides of due process. The question we're asking is, and I'm not a I'm not an attorney, Mr. York, but what I'm asking is common sense. Does it work well? And if it doesn't work well, what's not working well? And let's fix that to make sure it works efficiently. Yeah, what what we do have that's frequently used in Tennessee, Mr. York, and I, I observed it, uh, is in the context of uh, domestic violence. Order protection. Yeah. Uh, well, and, Sort of. Well, those, the, the order of protection, of course, would prohibit the person from having contact or further harassing or beating or whatever the other person. But it, it, it part and parcel of those proceedings often is a judgment as to whether or not the uh, defendant uh, can be prohibited from having a firearm, and there is a procedure in place to do that, which again is is part and parcel of the of the hearing on the underlying domestic violence charge, and it is used very often, uh, and it's frankly because the federal law, if they're worded correctly, they actually. Uh, take away the person's right to possess a firearm permanently on a federal level. Uh, in other words, federal penitentiary time for possessing a firearm, and that can that can come out of an order from a general sessions court here in Tennessee. Now, the one of the problems with that though is they they are very difficult if not impossible to undo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, it, it almost becomes a permanent. Yeah, it's permanent. Permanent. And so one of the things, Mr. York, one of the things we're trying to figure out, and, and I know they've been working on this because we've been going back and forth on this since January when we got up there about looking at this process. And one of the things we want to be very careful of is if you put a process in place 
for instance, a psychologist can make a referral and, and start the process to have someone's rights removed, then are we being counterproductive to individuals that are seeking psychiatric help, knowing that that, that, that those psych- psychologists could institute a plan to take away their rights? And I, I have not seen a case in Tennessee not connected to a domestic violence situation Correct. where uh, gun rights have been taken away. Clayton, you've got some – you called for text earlier. You said you'd read them. Yeah. we we we, we, about we, two, we, two minutes. Yeah, away, we, we, we've gotten a few. Uh, well, and again, these are numbers that I don't know, so I don't know who's sending this. But again, thank you for texting and interacting with the show. We got some good ones and we got some bad ones, Scott. So let's just start with uh, uh, doesn't Sapiki understand that the optics of what they did to Pearson and Jones was pure racism, pure racism, nothing less. Uh, we have another that says that. Um, uh, hang on, let me pull this up. That I voted for Jason Gillum against Scott, but I am very proud of Scott. Rules are rules, and I'll support Scott next time he runs. Thank God we have someone who stands up for us. Uh, way to go, Scott. Continue doing what you're doing. So we got a mixed bag here. We also got some other ones as well. Uh, Mr. York, uh, you got a couple of fans here that uh, uh, actually I don't think I can read this one on the radio, but uh, yeah, it's uh, welcome to my world, Mr. York. It's uh, you, you definitely have gotten their attention this morning, Mr. York. Uh, we have another one. Um, what does Scott think about Marsha Blackburn's endorsement for Donald Trump? Wow. So okay. one point three million NRA dollars. Well, that's that's the way we work. That's 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 the that's. You got about work. two thousand of them too, Scott. You, you guys I w- are I WWE wish I, I wish this I had, morning. I wish I had two thousand dollars from the NRA. They don't give me that kind of money. They know how I'm going to vote already, Mister York. You, you low on the totem pole, but I know you're working your way up. <laughs> yeah, and the, the left always wants to demonize the NRA. I can't wait for my donation from Black Lives Matter, though. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I don't think you're going to get one. I wouldn't count on that one. <laughs> don't hold your breath, buddy. Clayton, you got anything else? We got. Oh, now, now we do have a we do have a ton on Facebook here, and uh, uh, you know I we, I need to do a better job of checking that out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to read Stay these legal. either. Yeah, Stay legal. We, we, we don't need to read these either. So yeah, Go I mean a lot of a lot of interaction. Let's try to keep it clean, folks. You know what? You know what? Uh, but let, yeah, let, let, let me say this real quick. And Mr. York, and I I appreciate you going back and forth with me, Mr. York. I really do. But but here's the thing. You got to be able to go back and forth with people and listen. Somebody told me this: talk like you're the expert, and listen like you don't know what you're talking about, and listen to people talking to you. And hopefully, we can get to a better place as we move forward. Um, and Mr. York, I, I I look forward to talking to you every Monday. That's good. I do too. Yeah. Just keep it clean, do it straight, and don't do wrong if you know something's right. Oh, man. We'll agree to disagree there. All right. Tomorrow, folks, Ron Hart Day. We'll be having fun. Have a great day, folks. And you may.